Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, Mel King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. Time now for the Bradfoe Show with Rob Bradford. With Rob Bradford on WEEI. WEEI. And streaming everywhere on the Odyssey app. All right, let's go. Here we go. Birthday Bradfoe Show. Coop, happy birthday. Thank oh, happy you. birthday. I didn't know it was your birthday. Uh, oh, another year, yeah, none the wiser. Right? Let's go. All right. I mean, it's just an age. It's just an age. It's just a number. It is. Um, Quarter life crisis, though. That's what I'm at. Oh, right is now. it? Oh, yeah, man. 25. Man, it, I, well, I, I also have that. You know, I feel that pain. You're also turning 26 this year, correct? I, uh, something like that. Yeah. Yes. But listen, this is a Bradfoe show. We are going to be talking a lot about age and birthday. I feel like there's a lot to pick through. And in, in, in large part, because we have someone swinging by here, the Ford Clubhouse Fenway Studio. And that is uh, a guy who's feeling pretty good about himself, no matter what the age. And he should feel pretty good about himself. One of us, Coop, one of us in the studio in this hour will have struck out 11 Major League batters yesterday. Who was that? Definitely not me. It could be you. Who's I mean, to say? I mean, I do have the big 12 to 6 in the 40-mile-an-hour straight ball. But no, Rich, Rich Hill's swinging by. And I'm glad he is, not only because it's always good to talk to Rich Hill, but also uh, and, and it's also good to talk to Rich Hill after turning in a performance like he did yesterday. But, I mean, this is a guy who I think it's, it's, it's worthy on this birthday show to talk about age because – we're going to more from, I know that they did all football, all Patriots, all the time. But the thing that jumps out to me today of all the Twitter sphere, and we're going to be primarily baseball, primarily Red Sox leading up to the pregame show, Coop. But the Tom Brady thing is bizarre. It is bizarre. And you said it. I'm glad those words came out of your mouth as you entered the studio. What did you tell me? I said that's not Tom Brady. It's not Tom Brady. That is not Tom Brady. It's like, what is happening? Like he's, he's, a, he's a fit dude. I don't know what that was. No, nah, dude. There. Like, like, so I would, I'm not saying this happened. I'm definitely not saying this happened, but there is that, like the face that I witnessed in that press conference was not the face that I witnessed a year ago. His cheeks were so sunken. It was right. weird. It was, it was still handsome, still handsome as well, can I mean, be. That's the whole purpose of it. Right. I mean, you're as he's 45 years old and he's trying to, you know, stay handsome. Congratulations. You know, some of us don't need to do that sort of stuff, Coop. It's the com- the comic aspect of myself. That's what could you that's ever, what drives. Could it. you ever? So you you are you are twenty five, right? Today twenty five as of today. Okay, so you have a full head of hair. Uh, you're a decent looking human being. Thank you. Could you ever imagine? Could you ever imagine go like go forward in time? Could you ever imagine saying, okay, you know what? 
I'm going to take a couple weeks off from training camp and get a little uh, little adjustment to my face. I'm not saying that that's what Tom Brady did, but I'm just saying, can you imagine that? You think he got plastic surgery? I'm not saying that. Uh, Tinfoil cap time. I'm not saying that. All I'm saying is that could you ever imagine, as a 25-year-old, like in your perspective, could you ever imagine that? I, I don't think I would be one to ever go for like the, the facelift or anything. I, that's just not me. I know that I'm not the most attractive guy in the world, so I just live in that. Yeah, I mean, I feel that pain. But what, I, was, what was the exact quote he had? I'm 45. Uh, yeah, I'm 45. There's a lot of bleep uh, that you have to go through or something like that. What, do we, Ethan, do we have the exact uh, sound bite there? Yes, sir. All right, let's, let's hear that. It's all personal. You know, everyone's got different situations they're dealing with, so we all have really unique challenges to our life. And, you know, we're, I'm 45 years old, man. There's a lot of shit going on. So, you know, you just got to try to figure out life the best you can. And, you know, it's a uh, continuous process. So, Okay. Uh, this is why I'm also happy Rich Hill's going to swing by. So Rich is 42. He's going to be 43 next year. We're going to talk about you know, what he said on the Bradford Show. By the way, everyone follow the Bradford Show. Subscribe, listen, the podcast. It's red hot. Uh, and this is the radio version of it. Oh, not the radio version. The, a different uh, version of the version. But Rich Hill's going to come by. He already said this week about his plan, potential plan going forward, going into the next year, about you know, basically maybe playing half a year, which we'll uh, elaborate more on that. As he said, he's going to be 43. So the closest we have, Coop, in regards with Red Sox players in relating to Tom Brady is, is Rich Hill, right? Correct? As far as Massachusetts going? Cause no, no. I'm, I'm saying like in this Phil building. Phil Kessel is still it, kicking it out there. He's not. What he's, Phil Kessel looks like he's 50. He's like 30. Is he that young? I don't know. Go I mean, look. he's not 30 was, on the dot, was, but he's if, definitely... If there's only a way to look He's that up, up there. But, I'm, I'm on it. But in this building that we're sitting right here, the Fenway Park uh, Ford Clubhouse Studios, so in this building right now, there is nobody else, no professional athlete who can relate better to what Tom Brady's doing, and there's a lot to get to. Like, I applaud Tom Brady for doing what he's doing. Like, I, listen, I mean, he doesn't need my applause. He gets applause all the live long day. But I do feel like whether it's the physical appearance, whether it's what's coming out of his mouth, whether it's his approach, whether it's, it's how he's valuing the team and the teammates, all of that, that is to your, to, not even to paraphrase you, Coop, that is not the Tom Brady that I know. That is not the Tom Brady that we're used to. None of it. So anyway, we're going to get to a lot of baseball. Like you said, Rich Hill spotted beauty yesterday. And so I want to get to this a ton of stuff I want to get to with, with regards to the Red Sox. I implore you, if you like to join the conversation, 617-779-7937. It's the obligatory leading into the pregame show. What is going to happen with the Red Sox? Holy mackerel. And I know like this is your reprieve. This is your reprieve from the, the Patriots stink. Because by the way, they stink. Okay, like if this was the Red Sox and they were turning in this sort of performance, even in spring training, you would say they stink. Okay, same thing with the Celtics. Same thing with the Bruins. They stink. It's it's juxtapose this against last year at this time. They stink. That's it. Maybe in two weeks or whatever it is, two weeks from today, it's a different conversation. They beat Miami and everybody's feeling better about themselves. Yay. But as we sit here right now, the Patriots stink. So this is a reprieve from another hour of that. 
What we're going to talk about is a team, the Red Hot Red Sox, who have won two in a row. Where they're going to be? Is there any hope for them? What their starting pitching staff is going to look like? Rafael Devers, like we're going to enter that conversation too, because I don't. Anytime a guy over the course of a week signs a, a contract that can be four hundred fifty million dollars, that says something. There's a lot to pick through in that regard, including, by the way, where's the four hundred fifty million dollar contract for Rafael Devers, Coop? Huh? Get it out there now. I mean, put it on the table. It seems put a pen logical. in his hand. I mean, I don't think he would turn it down, right? Correct. No. Do you think, like, at the end of his signature, he puts a smiley face? I feel like that he's definitely one of those guys. I mean, or or he could just do Raphael in quote smiley Devers because that's his nickname. Exactly. So uh, yeah, so we can get to that. Where the Red Sox stand right now? Obviously, you have Tristan Cassis on the precipice of coming up. Uh, maybe, protect, potentially, I don't know. Uh, Christian Arroyo, I talked. I was just down in the clubhouse, talked to him. He's going to be playing first in the pregame show. You'll hear that conversation I had with Arroyo about playing first because, listen, like playing first. I always remember play, a guy playing first. Uh, everyone said you could just stick the big fat guy there. And we had a lot of good Little League talk, Coop, last week about you know, sticking the bad player in right field. It was always sticking the big fat kid at first base. Vogelbach. Yeah, but like, but this it's changed though. Like, you can't do that anymore. You got to have someone athletic, and you do. Hey, you know what? We've we've seen that this year. You have to have someone who's athletic at that position. Right. It's been a rough year at first base. Well, yeah, and, and it's there's a lot to it. There's the footwork. There's a, and I talked to Arroyo about this. I think that you can make the case you know, in second base because of all the shifts. You don't need the the level of athlete that you always had, but at first base you can't you. You need a better athlete, and that's why I think Christian Arroyo is going to be intriguing to see him play that. Remember, I said, you know, what's the, what's the thing that you're going to try to, uh, try to do differently from last year? He's like, not do splits. I mean, who doesn't want to do a split when you play first base? Me. The first thing you do. No. You don't want to do that? I would never want to do that. Even if I could do that, like you look at goalies, I wouldn't want to do that. No? That, it's just, it's, it's disaster waiting okay. to happen. You go from 24 to 25. And I, I'm and an old lose, man. And you, and you lose all nimbleness. All dexterity, gone. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, all I know is this, is that there, with, when it comes to the Red Sox, does it, do these two games, these two games, I don't know if you know this, they, they won two in a row. Am I wrong? You're not. Bloom now owes $200. 200. Put it on the board. Let's go. Let's go. All right. So two games. Are you? Have you dabbled in the art of? Eh, maybe there's a chance. Maybe there's a chance. Have you dabbled in that? Because let's make the case. You play the Twins. They're in front of you. You have another game against the Rays. They're in front of you. You play the Rays again next week. They're in front of you. What do you think? What do you got, Coop? No, Come on. No, I can't buy in. No. If they win today, I know that like my dumb fan brain is gonna buy in, and I'm ultimately just gonna get hurt. Yeah. But th that string of four games in a row that we just lost, uh, the Sox just like, they, that kind of killed them a little bit, I think. We, we lost? Who lost? They lost. Oh, I okay. apologize. That's like I said, I just went dumb fan brain there. Right, that's fair. That's, it's your birthday. You can do no wrong. All right. 617-779-7937. I, uh, I did effort a birthday present for you. You did? Yeah. Oh, you shouldn't have. Yeah. Uh, it's either a crisp $100 bill. Or a call from Dustin Bedroya wishing you happy birthday. Oh, he, listen. Which would you rather have? Listen, money's not forever. Dustin Bedroya is. Okay. Uh, I think he's going to blow you. I think you're going to have to settle for the Chris Fundamental bill. Phrasing on that, but all right. 
Uh, and also, by the way, another thing I wanted to get to in this show, and people can, this is uh, another user participation thing. Another thing, and we did this on Twitter, we have the Bradfoe Show Fantasy Football League coming up, and, and believe me, it's a big deal. I think the, the Red Sox are probably having their fantasy football league somewhere in, on the road coming up. I don't know. It's a big deal. We all know this. It's a big deal, fantasy football. And so fancy, our fantasy football league, the Bradfoe Show Fantasy Football League, is tomorrow night at 8, correct? It's going to be live correct. streamed? Correct, live streamed. Live First streamed. round. Maybe maybe if we've got some good stuff going, we'll oh, even do a okay. second round for the fans. All right, so we got Papelbon. Tell me if I'm missing anyone. Papelbon, Gomes, Saltalamacchia, Punto, Dan Ugla, Ka- former Red Sox Kyle Kendrick. Uh, People Ma- forget. Mike Adams, not the WEI Mike Adams, but the relief pitcher Mike Adams. Uh, Alex Benellis, double uh, A uh, superstar for the Portland Sea Dogs. Uh, Coop, me, Courtney Finnicum. Uh, anyone else? Ooh, we got Chris Henrik. Chris in Henrik, there. yep. Absolutely. Friend Gordo. of the program. Sport, yep, Gordo. Yeah. So we got some 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 assistant GMs. Oh my guy Nate is running my team. Ethan, so, our winner. Ethan, listener. Ethan. So we have this draft coming up, and so more than we'll figure out the money. We'll figure out the buy-in, right? The biggest thing is what the punishment is going to be, what the punishment for the loser is. Because Papelbon was all worried about this. He was all worried that you, you, can have, to, you have to basically uh, pay a lot of money to get in the league to keep people interested. I think the way to keep people interested is not the punishment. Last. Yeah, it's the punishment. It's the great equalizer. It's, it, I think absolutely. So we had implored people to go on the Twitter, the Bradford Show Twitter account to suggest, and we get some good, good ones. I think good ones, right? Correct? Oh, we got some quality ones. All right, so we'll read those off a little bit later. But if you want to call in, in, in amongst the conversation that you have about Brady or the Red Sox or anything, and drop your two cents. There are people out there. People are creative. We had uh, the Waffle House one, obviously, but Papelbon said that's more of a reward than a punishment. Um, we had uh, Papelbon chaining someone to uh, to a what is it? A shopping cart container? Uh, handcuffing yourself to a uh, a shopping cart yeah. for twenty four hours. All right, which well, is, I, that's kind of a fun one until you have to get in the car. So twenty four hours is aggressive. It's aggressive. That's why you win. How about just don't finish in last? How about have someone have to go undergo say go into a um, a doctor and say give me the Tom Brady. Give me the Tom Brady. What about this? All right, listen to this one. I don't know how you feel about tattoos, but we've got some quality signatures in our league. Okay. What if whoever the winner is, the loser oh, has to get a tattoo? That's a, that's a good one. Of the signature of the winner. That's a good one. You like that? Yeah, I kind of do. I've been dabbling in the in the idea of a tattoo anyway. Like a Johnny Gomes like butt tat. That wouldn't be too bad. I like. That's the leader in the clubhouse right now. There we go. Personally, the SATs, that's my favorite, but you can't make no. a lot of content out of that. It, I, just, I just more so want to see like the IQ of the loser. I, I don't know. I, I mean, speaking from someone who, who is lumped in with this group, I, I don't want to do that. You don't want to throw yourself in there? I don't want to do that. We, I made Mike Lowell take the Wonderlick test once. How'd he do? Uh, he did excellent. Really? But he's smart. His brother went to MIT. Uh, but no, I don't want to do that. All right. Anyway, 617-779-7937. The star of the day, who could it be? It is Rich Hill, and he's coming down to the Ford Fenway Clubhouse Studios. Here, we're at Fenway Park. I'm Rob Bradford. That's Coop. This is the Bradford Show, taking you all the way up into the pregame show. 617-779-7937. Let's trend.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com. All right, here we go. We're back. Bradford Show, back in the Fenway uh, Ford Clubhouse Studios. Perfect timing. Perfect timing. When we get the hottest uh, athletes in the world, uh, the hottest athletes in the world happen, we get them on the show. So we, we, just, we open the door, and they walk right through. Sure enough, here he is. What's going on, Rich? <laughs> What's up, Rob? What's up, Coop? How you guys doing? Oh, man. Good, good. So you must slept good last night. Yeah, well, yeah, it was good. It was, uh, you know, the game was great overall, and and uh, you know, Kevin, I can't say enough about the job Plowicki did behind the plate last night or yesterday afternoon. I get so used to saying last night because we have so many night games, yes. but um, you know, just you know, whether you say putting the right fingers down or pushing the right button, yeah, pushing the right button, right? <laughs> Who would have ever thought? Yeah, yeah, no, it was. Uh, but overall, we, you know, it was a great ball game, and and. Uh, you know, that's that's hopefully we you know continue that trend this this upcoming month and and put ourselves in a position to get into the playoffs. There's a lot of that. There's a lot of that talk in that clubhouse right now. Yeah, honestly, like I've been in clubhouses before at this time of year where you've been with maybe this been just far back and it's been like you know you can sort of read between the lines. But I do hear a lot from you guys like, hey, you know what? We can get back in. We can get back in. Yeah. We can get back in. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I think that's that's one thing, and I I I echo the words that you just spoke. That I've been in clubhouses before where we've been down, and you know, you know, the season's over, and it's time to you know kind of look towards the off season. Unfortunately, with a month left to play in the season, I've been on those teams. Not and fun. No, it's terrible, and uh, you know, that's that's one thing that we do not have here. Everybody is excited every day we come to the ballpark. It's a close knit group. Um, that's one thing that, that you know. Is if, if if we talk about anything, and I don't want to go towards you know any disappointing factors, but the the one side is that how close the team is, and the group of guys that are in there, and to to have the you know be where we're at in the position that we're at right now is is difficult because you know we no excuses we we put ourselves in this position, but you know we've had we've had a a good a good amount of uh, things go against us this season. Well, Rich Hill joining us here at Fenway Park. So there's a lot, of, there's a lot to get to, including, by the way, what it's like to be the uh, the uh, the best forty-something-year-old athlete in New England. Uh, now that Tom Brady's got, I, I mean, Rich, <laughs> we're just talking about this. Uh, uh, I, 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 I'll get to Tom Brady later. Uh, did you hear what he said? I don't, no, I didn't hear what he said. All right. So anyway, he took some time off, and he said, uh, "I'm paraphrasing." But uh, Ethan, do we have that? Do we have what Tom Brady said? Ethan? Give me one second. 
Okay. All right. Anyway, he was he was just talking about you know he took the hiatus. Yeah. And he's forty five years old. Yeah. And I, as someone who's, you know, I'm also almost in my forties. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's Coop's yeah. birthday today. Oh, happy birthday. Yeah. Thank you. Thank wow. you. Big 40, old 25. 25? 25. Yeah. Do you remember <laughs> when you were 25? Oh. <laughs> wow. Do you remember? Yeah, thank God there were. Where were you were when you were 25? Were you also in the in the, the Fenway Studios uh, working as a producer? No, I was. Uh, no, he was much more further along no. in life than I. I was, uh, I, that was my first year uh, up in the big leagues. Oh, was it? 2005. Cool. Yeah. Exactly. Much further along oh, in his life than I. There you go. Cool. Oh. But I bet, I bet you have a better head of hair than Rich did back then. <laughs> yeah, I, that is some sweet mom. It's a lot to, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> the humidity's not great well, for it. Yeah. <laughs> now, now I get a haircut and I, I have to wait like three months for it to get back. It doesn't grow as fast as So, Rich, this is the problem. Pro- this is the problem with 25 years old. They, they basically, oh man, the humidity is just, wreaking havoc on my hair yeah oh my listen i've only what had i've only had 25 25 years of experience to have like bad things happen so like humidity ruining my hair is probably like the worst of it right now all right well like i said there's a lot to pick through and including rich like let's go back to yesterday okay for the for the kids out there let's teach let's teach the youth of of tomorrow how to pitch a baseball how do you do that like because because all we have is pitching ninja throw, showing these Emmanuel Class A 101 mile an hour sinkers. Yeah. And and we see it in the game is predicated so much on power and you don't even get a look if you don't throw 95 like in college or whatever right, in high right. school. Yeah, that is true. I mean, yeah. so how do you tell me? Unfortunately. Yeah, right? I mean, if if you were if yeah. you were if you were a high schooler, let's go back in time. If you were a high schooler right now, like if you this pitcher right now went to a high school tryout, yeah. yeah. I may get a look because I'm left-handed. I'll just say oh, that. No, no, but honestly, yeah, that's the other side of it. Right. So, so how do you do it? So how do you... But whether you're left-handed or right-handed, it, it's irrelevant. It's, a, it's almost like any time you meet force with force, you're going to, you you know, there's going to be, um, you know, you're not going to get the desired result that you're looking for. So sometimes instead of, we always think, oh, harder, 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 and, and that, that's going to, you know, alleviate the issue or get you the result that you're looking for uh, with quality pitches. But... The reality of it is it's not throwing. We're not throwing, we're pitching. So how, how does that look to you, the individual? What do you, what, I'd ask, a, what, what does the kid think pitching is? And what is their definition of pitching? Mm-hmm. Almost like what is the definition of success? And that changes over our uh, life you know, span. Not having humidity in your hair. And, yeah. Yeah. and, going from, and go. pitching in a, well in a major league game. There you go. <laughs> But and 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 you know I think the one thing is that looking at at pitching as the art form and understanding that it is the ability to uh, mess up the hitter's timing or you know throw the hitter off by a fraction of a second or you know have the hitter miss the ball by a fraction of an inch. So we're talking you know the the differences that we're talking about are so minuscule and so fine um, that you have to allow yourself as the player, as the pitcher, not the thrower, to have uh, a certain amount of uh, free kind of, you know, stylistic 
uh, improvisational improv right. abilities to go out. Do you there. think? Do you think that teams allow guys to do that enough? Like you can do it because they're you're, you know well, you get around and yeah. they trust what you're going to do. What is, is is the right thing? Right, but there was a point where you know, and, and it's also this. It, everybody has to go through something at some point in their life, and 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 when they get to a certain point in their life. If somebody looks back or asks that person for advice who may advance their uh, profession and their profession and, and, and become successful, say, well, it's easy for you to say. Well, it's not easy for that person to say because they went through it. They went through the ups and the downs and the trials and, and the creativity of explosion. So the explosion of creativity that happens that you allow yourself to go out there and be that person instead of being dictated by you know, other people how you should perform when you go out there on the field. Right. That's if, if you're you know true to yourself and you're going to go out there and, and perform to the best of your abilities. Why are you going to let somebody else dictate how you should throw the baseball or pitch the baseball? Um, yes, don't, that, don't you that, dare ever. Yeah. Throw the baseball. <laughs> but you were pitching you were pitching the crap out of the baseball yesterday, and so when you're sort of in that world, um, when you're going through yesterday, you just do you feel like it's sort of like I don't want to say paint by numbers. But all the pieces are fitting, right? right? Sometimes you're like, okay, you know, I I think I have a curveball, I think I have a fastball, I think I can drop down here. But everything maybe is just it's a little off in terms of timing. But then you have a day like yesterday where you're like, I know exactly what's going to work here, what's going to work here, what's going to work here. Is right. that is that how it felt? Uh, it did. Yeah, there are there are those days. I think it's also a choice too. So I think that um, you know it's funny that we're bringing this point up because I was talking with Louis Ortiz, uh, one of our hitting hitting coach, coach right. And Louie and I were having a great conversation the night before about creativity. So you're basically saying this is a great conversation. This was a great conversation. No, this is a great conversation because you're saying you're yes. saying asking the same thing. It's always a great conversation right. when we're talking. All right, thank you. All right, I'm sorry to interrupt. Coop can, you know, uh, yeah, Coop can, Coop can attest Oh, I can attest to that. Just hours upon hours that I conversate with Rob. It's <laughs> the highlight of my week. <laughs> there you go. I'm sorry, you were uh, talking to Louis Ortiz. Yeah, so Louis was saying, you know, creativity with hitters in the box and, and the understanding of when we're in those, you know, uh, two-strike counts, three-two counts, whatever count you want to say, but, like, when you, when you get away from, okay, I'm just trying to hit a homer or I'm trying to, you know, you know make hard contact with the ball. But at the same point, w whether we have, you know, a, an extreme shift or the hitter is telling you something that he's not going to come into a certain part of the zone that you, want, or that you are looking for, uh, that pitch to hit, maybe you have to, you know, become creative and break away from that plan, choke up, you know, squat down a little bit, punch the ball the other way, mm -hmm. try to get that sack fly what, any way that you can. Which kind of like putting your nose in it, right? Which, by the way, they kind of, and, and I don't want to speak for the Tampa Bay Rays, but as it, like, they're no dummies, right? Oh. So they, they, you're giving your game plan. Right. And if I, on the surface, what I'm watching the game, what they're trying to do is they're, they're probably trying to do a few different things, but one thing that was evident was stepping out of the box a lot. Like you were in a rhythm, they were stepping out. Did you get that vibe? Or yeah, I think that the one in in that case when you know if if hitters are stepping out, it doesn't break your rhythm. It doesn't break your uh, mode of operation because you're focused in on the moment and you're focused in on the task at hand, which is that pitch. So if you get away from that pitch and you focus in on, well, I just walked a guy or I just gave up an O2 hit, or you know, I I 
I didn't execute the pitch the way I wanted to. Instead of focusing on the execution of the pitch, focus on the, how the pitch comes out of your hand, how the ball comes out of your hand. So that would be something else that I would tell the kids is, you know, it's not so much about, and we're always focused on results and results and results as opposed to um, looking to get the results that we're wanting to get starts over the rubber and it starts at, on the mound mm. and how the, then how the ball comes out of your hand. And then the more consistently you can do those things, the more consistent your, re your results will become. Uh, and then it comes to a point where you don't even think about the results because all you're obsessed with is how the ball is oh, coming. Oh, the ball out. comes out of your hand. That's and and, and, yeah. so many, and there's so many distractions. And Rich Hill is joining us here down at the uh, Fenway Ford Clubhouse Studios. So many people are worried about the radar gun readings, about right. the, the hitter results, yeah. the, I don't know, the crowd, like the... I don't know what I mean, but there's, I, I don't know. I know when you, I've seen you throw down on the side, whether yeah. it's spring training or whatever, and you take every single pitch and you're like, the ball either came out of my hand the right way or it didn't. Yeah. Right. You compete, you compete in your sides, you compete. So whether you're pitching, I've said this multiple times, whether you're pitching in Fenway park or you're pitching in a backfield in uh, Fort Myers or wherever it might be in, in the Boston park league or in high school somewhere here in Massachusetts, um, or you're having a bullpen session uh, with your pitching coach and or your team that you're affiliated with, the more times you can practice the intensity of game performance, the easier it will become to put yourself in those situations. So for, for me, you know, if I, if, whether it's the World Series, you know, postseason, any postseason games or regular season games, you're going to get the same guy. So if you see me in a, in a bullpen session, um, you know, in uh, March in Fort Myers, it's going to be the same attitude and the same mentality as it would be. Can, can I compare, so along that lines, like whether it's on the backfield or whatever it is, can I compare yesterday's game? And maybe this isn't fair, but I'm just taking two uh, very, very good Rich Hill performances, which jumped to mind. That how you felt yesterday and how you felt in the World Series against the Red Sox. And I'm not obviously bigger stages, Different competitions, but same sort of idea, right? It's the same idea. Yeah. yeah, that doesn't change. The mentality doesn't change, and the aggressiveness and the intensity doesn't change. So, um, in in you know, if if you were going to take two games and just you know, you know, game A and game B and just put them next to each other without saying, well, that was a World Series game and this was, you know, game hundred and whatever of the season, uh, you know, it should look the same. And, you know, as far as from uh, the, the eye standpoint. And it did look the same. Yeah. And I, but, you know, going back to the conversation with Louie, was that it just, it, it brought, it, it was more of a refresher for me, too. And I missed, you know, missing a month or so with the knee and uh, com coming back. I, I really felt like I was starting to hit a stride at that Cubs game. And unfortunately, you know, uh, injury uh, intervened. But uh, coming back and, and being able to throw the ball well in Pittsburgh and then, you know, obviously yesterday, I feel like that creativity is starting, you know, it, it really is just how much do you want to push the limits as a pitcher of seeing what you can do and what you're capable of. Because if we don't, if, like to the kids, if they don't try to push those limits and try to be creative, you might not be blessed with, you know, 95 plus. You might not have, or you might have 95 plus and you can't spin a ball, mm -hmm. right? But you have to figure out a way to make that work for you. Not yep. cookie cutter. Right, and and this at this level, at the major league level, it is not cookie cutter. It is it is you know I mean there are so many guys that have incredible talents and unbelievable abilities, but 
at the end of the day, especially for longevity and to prolong your career, I really believe that the creativity has a huge um, part in it. Can you hang a couple more minutes? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Rich Hill is joining us. Birthday boy Coop behind the glass. Coop, this is your present. Rich Hill talking pitching. It's a great present. It's weird to make a person a present, but I, I'll take that. I asked Dustin Bedroy to call in to wish him happy birthday. 25 and great hair. Uh, <laughs> That's all you need in life. <laughs> really? All you need. You, he, he, he's joking, but it kind of is. Right? <laughs> <laughs> all right. This is the Bradford Show. Rich Hill's going to be with us another segment. Coop, I'm Rob Bradford. Be back after this. All right, welcome back to the Brad Foe Show. Uh, I'm Rob Bradford, along with Coop and Rich Hills in the Ford Fenway Clubhouse Studios. We're going to be taking with you all the way up to the pregame. Rich is hanging with us for a little bit here, um, which begs a question. It's Coop's birthday. We've been talking a lot about uh, Coop's uh, trials and tribulations with the humidity mm -hmm. in his hair. Um, which Coop question? Much like we had the answer. We had the Little League question, which is, which would you rather see the major leaguers do? Would rather play on a little league field or use an aluminum bat? Rich, which would you rather see? That? Both, <laughs> both is going to. This is this will be interesting because this is the pitching perspective. Yeah, both is going to lead to death. Way, so. <laughs> 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 the, the hair question. Uh, so, would I rather see aluminum bats or in the big leagues? If you were going to go, if you were to see the major league game in Williamsport, oh yeah, then use aluminum bats or play on a little league field. Oh, I'd rather see a little league field. Okay, <laughs> really? Yeah. You'd rather be sixty feet away? Uh, yeah, I would rather. Well, the aluminum bat is pretty scary, intense. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, All right. we're, ta we're talking about uh, Cruz hit a ball the other day. What a hundred twenty-two oh. miles an yeah. hour. Oh my bat. god! I mean, think about with an aluminum bat. It would have been. I never not BD Rich, like I, I always, I thought the bravest people in the world were the people, the third basemen, who had to get out there yeah. with Vlad, yeah. Vlad Guerrero yeah. or Gary Sheffield. Oh yeah, it's insane. Yeah, and then with a aluminum bat. Oh no, 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 no. Barely no. get off. The All right, cool. Which would you rather have? A full head of hair for the rest of your life like you do now or the opportunity to throw a hundred once in a major league game just once am i able to like yes. touch it's, am i able to touch a, high 90s called, like other than called, that it's called a pat light well like there's <laughs> that's mean <laughs> yeah, so I, listen I, not everybody there's very few people in the world who can but like this. am i able to like routinely like throw high 90s no. after that no just oh, then full head of hair i'm not gonna make money just throwing 100 once uh, yeah if, I, if it's either what, have hair kind or of a have carnival money. act that turns like into it's one or the other well, yeah i mean that full head of hair is gonna make you money well no it's uh, either have hair or have money yeah okay those those are the two <laughs> things that you have to hey, have this in is life. a great studio i have to say this is awesome i know out on, uh, is that uh mama house of blues East yeah yeah mama house Kansas? of blues yeah that's I mean, uh, the, the new music hall down the street like and everyone peering in yeah there yeah. you go lansdowne yeah, man lansdowne is thumping yeah, man, man of the people i don't know what this guy's doing but <laughs> <laughs> all right so, uh, Rich, we, we, we have basically uh, we have taught a, a whole new generation of pitchers yeah. leading into this. And the one last thing I want to ask is we were talking about this in the break, about mm -hmm. throwing 100. And, like, right. the, 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 the ups, like, the obsessity with, with power, where everyone has to have power, power, yeah. so, hit home runs, throw yeah. hard, yeah. all of that. All, yeah. but, but And you, you and I were talking about guys who throw 100, and it was like, okay. I mean, yeah. 100 isn't – I remember oh. – so, so Rich, the trade the other day came up, the 10th anniversary of the Red Sox trade with the Dodgers, uh, with all those guys going to the Dodgers. 
right? Adrian Gonzalez and everything. And the, one of the guys coming back was Alan Webster. And right. Alan Webster, you remember Alan? Oh, yeah, I played with Alan. Yeah. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. So Alan shows up the next spring and he's throwing 99. Yeah. And everyone was, oh, my. It was like, we've never, it was like the, the spotted panda. It's like nobody had ever seen this yeah. before. Yeah. And now it's like, yeah. So what's your take on like guys for 100? Well, I think I have, I have a couple points. Uh, so there's, there's perceptual velocity and actual velocity. We'll get to that. There is, um, you know, what velocity allows you to have as far as being able to make mistakes. And finally, the last point I'll get to is that, and I'll lead off with this. In 2017, I remember in L.A., uh, Cody Bellinger came into the dugout after facing a guy, a uh, starter, um, who was, you know, had a really, really good fastball, and he came in. And guys talk. The hitters talk when mm -hmm. they, they come in. They say, how is it? What do you got? Like, what's, you know, what was the breaking ball like? What did you see? Was it big spin? Was it short spin? Whatever. How did the fastball ride? How, what was the life on it? And he came in. And he was like, oh, fastball's okay. And I looked up, and he's throwing 96, 97, 98 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. So that told me right there in 2017, velocity is irrelevant. Mm -hmm. Okay, because and I and I and I and I don't mean it's irrelevant. Irrelevant. I mean it. It, it became to, you know the upper nineties up to a hundred became you know something where everybody is seeing it now, and you have guys at this level at the major league level who have unbelievable bat to ball skills, and their hand eye coordination is some of the best in the world. So they they have now become adjusted to that velocity, and and it's made it you know much easier for for them to see it a little and that 96 97 a couple of years ago is now 100 right and and what i meant by the power uh and and the velocity well yeah so but again it's it's it, is it is it gonna continue to to go up you know we're gonna see guys throwing 110 115 i've heard apparently not because the body is not capable of throwing that hard um but the other point that i was going to make with with velocity and what it allows a pitcher to do is is make mistakes it does allow you to get away with mistakes um, but the other point with that is that you can only make so many mistakes at this level before a major league hitter will be able to make the adjustment and you know get a hit off of you so let's say take myself for example somebody who has a good curveball if, if I can if I just went out there and threw all curveballs I'd get hit all over the place mm -hmm. Because, you know, guys see it once, they see it twice, and now the third time they see it, it becomes that much easier to hit. Now, leading up to the final point that I was going to make is with actual and uh, velocity versus perceptual velocity, I, you know, I brought up a point facing a guy who threw 100 out of the bullpen with the Colorado Rockies. And I was, you know, obviously this is a time when pitchers were hitting. Mm -hmm. And I was coming into the box, and it was a guy out of the bullpen. Um, and... The fat, you know, he threw a fastball. It was 100, 101, and I said, "Geez, that didn't look 100 or 101. It was, it looked more like 89, 90." And that's where, you know, spin rate comes into play. Mm -hmm. uh, but then he threw me a curveball, and I said, "Well, now I know why he's in the big leagues." <laughs> <laughs> but on top of that point is that if 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 we were going to this is and this is for you know kids and pitchers at home uh, who are listening to this this conversation, but this point where if we see something coming at us, directly straight on at us, we cannot really tell how fast it's coming. But if we step to the side and we see it from a side angle, let's say, for example, a car, 
that drives by us. We can say, wow, that car was driving really fast. Now, if we were standing in front of that car and it was driving at us, we could tell that it's coming maybe quick, but we don't know how fast it's coming. So that leads into the point of pitchability and being able to use your mechanics as another pitch. And I've said this for, you know, a decade now over, you know, use, and, and it's been said throughout, throughout baseball all the way back to Satchel Page. You know, having a quick pitch, slow pitch, hesitation pitch, mm-hmm. um, and being able to use your mechanics as another pitch uh, is is just another way of throwing the timing off for the hitter and being able to accrue the you know if we're looking at results, the result that you're trying to gain. So when you when you look at um, like you say, I mean you can, you've come in from all different angles, and the key thing there is that you have to still be able to throw the pitch when you're dropping down or you're going three quarters or over the top or anything else. So for you, has anybody ever like you said Cody Bellinger came in the dugout and, sure. and said this? You had made reference to something that you saw in person being in the batter's box. We always marveled going back to when your first stint with the Red Sox. Where oh my goodness that ball that fastball's playing up so much. Did you ever have guys to you say, man, like I did not think you're fat. Like I I saw the eighty eight, I saw the ninety, mm-hmm. I saw at that time of ninety one, whatever, yeah. and I'm like, yeah, this, this is gonna be easy. And then yeah. did, did did you remember anyone coming up to you and say, how are you doing that all the time? Yeah, right? I, I mean, I you know I can remember back. Ken Griffey Jr., for example, like way back. That's a pretty good one. 2005, 2006. Yeah, we have to use, you know, names yeah, for, yeah, yeah, yeah. for everybody at home. But, uh, but you know, saying, yeah, your fastball has a lot of life on it. You know, back, back then it was life and it was, you know, uh, the ability to have that uh, perceptual velocity instead of the actual velocity. Now, we still always will struggle with that because people will come to the games. I don't know how he's doing it. It's 89, <laughs> it's 90. This is unbelievable. It's like, well... You know, 15, 20 years ago, that was a pretty good fastball. But with the ability to have the spin rate and the late life on the fastball, now, guys, you know, like if you see that 88, think of it as 95. If you see that 90, think of it as 96, 97. Because that's what hitters see. Hmm. And that's what's told to me. I know it's not what you see, you know, actually on the uh, scoreboard or watching it on TV at home. But... The, the life on it um, at the end. And, and, and the other thing is being able to kind of create, a, using your mechanics to be able to create some kind of, you know, doubt in the, in the hitter's mind of what you're going to throw. That's a big part of it. Yeah, and you're not going to be right all the time. But again, it's, it's the fortitude to go ahead with it and, and make the attempt. And then once you dive into that cup of creativity, then, you know, who's going to stop? I mean, you're just going to continue to keep going. And and when you're younger, yes, I will say this, that when you are younger, it is, it is a little bit more controlled by coaches. And, you know, they want you to, to learn certain things like throwing strikes or be in the strike zone more. So you can't put the cart before the horse, mm. you know, so you can't really get out there and say, well, I just want Rich Hill said I want to be, you know, you got to be creative. Let, let me be Rich Hill said I should be creative. Let's yeah. go, coach. Yeah. I mean that 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 comes with the after the ability of yes prove to me that you can you know execute eight out of ten yeah. fastballs uh, for a strike. So uh, I really appreciate you hanging here. And so just to you know we talked about you know your spin rate still up there, your results as we know. All we have to do is go back to yesterday to see there. We had this conversation earlier in the week about your potential plans next year. You had thrown it out there. This isn't. I'm not saying this is what you're going to do, but you had suggested that. Uh, one avenue of, that you might go is, hey, you know what? 
for a lot of reasons. And we talked about the uh, having it sort of be a half a year thing where you come in uh, around the trade deadline, a team contending team. Um, you obviously know how to pitch and can be a huge, huge asset to any team out there. We know that, but as we know, his family is a thing, and you have your son Bryce around a lot. I mean, this is mm. it's a cool thing. Yeah. So, and um, after, and I guess my question is: so we had that conversation the other day, and I know that you've been thinking about it. But after a game like yesterday, is there anything that creep? Does that change anything at all when it comes to like? of looking at what is next year? Well, I think, you know, it's still the, obviously, the want to play and pitch. And, and I feel like I'm very fortunate to be able to be in this position because a lot of guys don't get to say, like, hey, well, this is it or, you know, whatever. Whatever the situation might be. And we're not even finished with the season yet. So yeah. I don't want to. Yeah, yeah. I don't well, you know, we deal in the here and the now. Yeah, so. yeah. But, um, you know, obviously want to want to be be part of a uh, contending team and, and – and, help a team win a championship that's my you know main goal for coming back last year that's my main goal for coming back this year is to win a world series i would i you know getting the opportunity and the taste to be there twice and falling short is is uh extremely difficult but it's also uh, the reason you see why we play this game and why you know as a kid you're sitting you know, in the in the backyard, and it's you know whatever the the you know full count, bases loaded, bottom of the ninth sure. series. That's what yeah. You're so that's the situation that um, you know being fortunate to be in two of those, falling short, but then again, uh, would love to get back and and get an opportunity, and hopefully we can do that this year. But games like yesterday, you know, I think it it sparks the creativity, it sparks the. Um, you know the love uh, and passion that I have for the game. It's not saying that other games didn't. It's just it's 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 an ever kind of uh, evolving wheel of staying relevant and being able to uh, have that survival instinct. Well, I mean, I remember the last four games that you pitched for the Red Sox before you signed with the A's. Yeah. I remember that the, the momentum was unbelievable momentum, and also you came away. You know, I've, we've talked about this before in the Yankee Stadium clubhouse. Saying it, you just flat out mm-hmm. saying I can beat, I can get anybody out, I can pitch against any team, I can do this, I can do that, and this probably coming off of yesterday. No, it's the same. same. Yeah, it is yeah. the same, and that's one thing that I, you know, that's that's all I can ask for is an opportunity. Just give me the ball, and I want to go out there every fifth day and and help the team win and put us in a in a good position to win. Um, and I think that's one thing you know we can do this this month is make a push and and. Uh, hopefully get in that that last wild card spot well listen you got a lot going on tom brady also has a lot going on yeah what did he say i you, knew we didn't Nathan, we didn't do we have that, that? do we have that sound throw it or throw it's it. all personal you know everyone's got different situations they're dealing with so we all have really unique challenges to our life and you know we're i'm 45 years old man there's a lot of shit going on so you know <laughs> you just gotta try to figure out life the best you can and you know it's a uh yeah. Continuous process. So he's not wrong. Uh, yeah. Okay, uh, okay. Before you leave, your thoughts on on that quote? Yeah, he nailed it. <laughs> I'm, I'm 25. That's I, the thing. I, I always feel bad, of... like when I'm like, oh, 25, and then I look up and I'm like, I'm sorry, guys. No, that's, right. enjoy it. Live life. Enjoy it. But you're 42, right? Yeah, 42. I mean, you could push-ups. Can you say this? Can you just say, hey, listen, it's, I'm 42. I, I got a lot of bleep. Yeah, I do. There is. There is. There is. I mean, we got school right around the corner for Bryce, and 
you know, got a, you know, we got, you know, we got, yeah, there's, 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 everybody's got, you know, stuff going on. You got to come down here and do, <laughs> do an extended interview here on the Bradford show. So I, hey, Rich, always a pleasure. Um, I feel like we took a brief step toward changing baseball today. So there you <laughs> I go. Like it. That's all we can do. Keep an open mind and, and uh, stay creative. That's all it. All right. Happy birthday, Coop. That's yeah, your Yeah, happy present. birthday, Coop. Some yeah. great words of wisdom there for my birthday. Go. I appreciate that. All right. All right, Rich. I'm Rob Bradford. That's Coop. Thanks so, so much to Rich Hill. We'll be back right after this. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified, empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you, a hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota, let's go places. Leading Ladies, a concert in celebration of Women's History Month featuring Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, Christina Perry. At the King's Theater in Brooklyn, New York on Wednesday, March 20th. Tickets are on sale now. You don't want to miss this amazing night of music dedicated to uplifting women's voices. With Kelsey Ballerini, Megan Trainer, L. King, and Christina Perry. Odyssey's Leading Ladies presented by Olay Body. Buy your tickets now at kingstheater.com.